0: Pitchers and catchers reported to camp today, but one pitcher is headed for surgery. We're going to talk about it. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. happy wednesday yankee fans overall it's a happy wednesday it's the first day of spring training welcome to locked on yankees which is part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your host Stacey gotzulius if you're new to the show welcome if you're a returning listener or viewer welcome back i hope you all enjoyed today's episode i'd like to thank you for making locked on yankees your first listen every day we're free and available on all audio platforms and if you're watching on youtube you know what to do Word starts with an S. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and click the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We're going to talk about Frankie Montas first. We have to get that out of the way because that's the biggest news of the day. Then we'll talk about quotes from Aaron Boone. I'll tell you what I thought about the welcome videos and if you don't know what i'm talking about we'll discuss that later in the show i will describe everything for you because we can't show them on youtube and yeah it's all about spring training but first off let's let's talk about frankie montas so the news came out today that he will be undergoing surgery on february 21st so the best case scenario is a late season return that's the best case scenario The worst case, he misses all of 2023. Now, he was already expected to miss at least the first month of the season. That was announced a few weeks back. And the team will know more about his timeline after the surgery is done. Boone said if it's just a scope, there's potential he could be back late in the year. But of course, if it's some sort of structural where they have to actually, instead of scoping it, reconstruct things, then it won't be. You won't see him. (laughs) You will not see him in 2023. And I know I joked on the show about Montas and Luis Severino, calling them, you know, Luis Severino if if he's healthy and Frankie Montas if he's healthy. I think I said that on the show with Sully on Friday. I apologize. (laughs) It's not my fault. It's the Yankees' fault for acquiring him when he had a bum shoulder. And wow, does this trade look bad? What's with the Yankees in trades with the A's for starting pitching? And then I had another friend who tweeted something very, very, very funny about the Montas thing. And I'm going to find it because I have to. I was so angry that I didn't come up with this myself. You know when, a, when someone says something and you think to yourself, man, I, thought, I wish I had thought of that myself. He said, <laughs> this is what he tweeted. It's my friend Brad. We work together on Yankee Analysts. And um, it's about the money. And he said, so another Yankees starting pitching trade didn't work out at all, you say? I'm shocked at this news. I don't believe it. My guest has simply been flabbered. I love using the word flabbergasted. That's why I'm upset that I didn't come up with that myself. So, yeah, it's not great news. Again, I said this. Did I say it on the show with Sully? I know I said it. It's not as if Montas was the ace of the staff. He was the guy you were lucky to have as your fifth starter. But this is not a great start (laughs) to Yankee spring training. You know, when we heard about Nestor Cortez and his hamstring, I think everyone was hoping, okay, let that be the worst thing that we hear. You know, and as I said, we already knew that Montas was going to miss the first month of the season. But now it looks like he could miss the entire season and that's not great and especially because that's two trades that they made at the deadline in which they traded for injured players now Harrison Bader thankfully came back and did really well in the playoffs and gave us a glimpse into what we could expect from him in 2023 if you're not watching on YouTube I'm crossing my fingers because I don't want to jinx him but the Montas thing has been an absolute disaster He ended 2021 with a 3.37 ERA across a career high of 32 starts, and it was 187 innings. He finished sixth in Cy Young voting. He had a 3.18 ERA in 19 starts before getting traded to the Yankees. And then when he got traded to the Yankees in eight starts, he put up a 6.35 ERA. That 3.18 ERA before he was traded was in 19 starts and 104 and two-third innings. With the Yankees, he only pitched 39 and two-third innings. He dealt with right shoulder soreness last season, and he was sidelined with the A's for two weeks in July before he was traded. I get that the Yankees were looking at his 2021 numbers, but I said this on a show in the past. A pitcher with a shoulder injury is not a good thing. I mean, you don't want a pitcher to be injured anywhere, but you hear shoulder and elbow or elbow, well, you know, shoulder or elbow. Why would you trade for someone who's having shoulder issues? Shoulder is very important when you're a pitcher. And it's just, oh, I know there's a lot of 2020 hindsight but who was looking at the medicals was anyone looking at the medicals i joked today on twitter that i was hoping the yankees you know maybe the yankees could hire the people at the giants who put the kibosh on the correa deal was like no we're not we're not going through with this because something's up with his is was it his ankle why can't we get those people to look at the medicals for the yankees So this trade has turned into a disaster, even if it's a scope and the best case scenario happens and he comes in at the end of the season. It's just, why would you trade for someone who was obviously hurt? And that, again, he did it twice in the same trade deadline. And how did the Yankees reward Brian Cashman? With a four-year deal. Yeah. So, as I said, Montas was projected to be the fifth starter. It's not like he's the ace, it's not even like he's the third starter and they have Domingo Herman, they have Clark Schmidt. Herman was their fifth starter last season after he made his late in the season debut in July and he he'll, he'll probably be the fifth starter at this point. And he might be fighting for that position with Clark Schmidt, but I think Knowing what I know about Aaron Boone and how the Yankees operate, they'll go with the guy who's used to being put into that position. Clark Schmidt is not as used to it as Domingo Herman, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, the big news of the day, Frankie Montas could miss the entire season. So in a moment, we're going to talk about Aaron Boone talking to the media for the first time in 2023. Well, not really, officially, you know, talking about the team. And uh, we'll do that in a moment. But first, the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day locked on mlb prospects is hosted by lindsey crosby who's a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow so you can make that your second listen it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts so aaron boone spoke to the media today and uh he had some things to say i have to say it was pretty cool seeing everyone in camp not everyone but you know a lot of the guys are in camp and uh there's some videos that came out of Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodone tossing side by side. Severino was there for a workout. And it wasn't really like the official everyone get together workout as far as I know. Because I believe, according to the list that I saw, that is tomorrow. And then the first full squad workout should be on the 20th. Or was it the 21st? There's excitement. Losing Frankie is clearly a blow. And unfortunately, we haven't gotten to see him pitch like the pitcher we know he is, but we also feel very confident. With the depth that we've built, we feel very good about the rotation that we will potentially go north with. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it last week. Cole, Rodon, Cortez. Then Severino. And then either Hermann or Schmidt. It's not bad. It's actually not bad. So I've talked about it many times, but there looks to be a battle at shortstop between Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is going to be karate chopping at the prospects, Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe. Plus, you have Oswaldo Cabrera because he can also play shortstop. Boone said that he's really excited about penciling in any of those names. Don't lie. You're not that excited about penciling in IKF. Stop doing that, Aaron. He noted that Peraza played well in September after a strong AAA season and that Kiner-Falefa had a really good winter and year two here could be better for him. Boone said that the Yankees believe Volpe is going to be a great player in this league and he lauded Cabrera's multi-positional versatility. Boone said there is no one outcome he is rooting for and he hopes that the guys will continue to make it hard because they all bring something potentially special to the table. We'll let that play out again. They really, they really, 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 you're going to, IKF's going to be starting. Do we, Should we bet on that? Should we bet on that? Now, Boone said that Cortez's injury, the hamstring, by the way, he looked okay walking in today. I was looking at that. As I said, I was looking at how everyone looked when they were walking into, you know, when they walked down the tunnel and the Yankees social media account uh, videos them. I was specifically looking at how Nestor Cortez was walking. He looked fine to me. I know if I hurt my hamstring, I'd be limping. So hopefully he's okay. So it's considered minor enough that he should have enough time to be ready for opening day. And Boone said that he's encouraged by how Domingo Herman came into camp, saying that the righty's work has been excellent and he's in great shape. Now, he's four years removed from 2019, which was his best season but that's also um when everything happened with him he went 18 and 4 with a 4.03 era the era yeah a little bloated but the 18 and 4 i know wins and losses don't count that much but 2019 was that strange year where everyone got hurt and the yankees still ended up winning 103 games who knows how they did it so if cortez is ready for opening day it should be I would think Cole, Rodone, Cortez, Severino, Herman in that order, because I'm thinking that the Yankees would go with the highest paid starter to the second highest paid starter to Cortez, to Severino, to Herman. But you never know how things are going to work out during spring training. Michael King, he's back. He walked into camp this morning three minutes late and he joked to everyone that he was three minutes late. They said that his recovery from that right elbow fracture has gone well and he thinks he's going to be ready, King. So that's really good. He says he feels good and that's all you want because I said it before, I'll say it again. That injury was probably one of the biggest blows to the season. Losing Michael King was a really bad thing for the Yankees. He was unbelievable last year. And hopefully he can repeat what he was doing in 2022, in 2023, and he can stay healthy because he was amazing. He's also only 27. He's still relatively young. And Boone said there wasn't a more valuable guy in the sport before King's injury last July. It's true. And uh, Boone said that he's really encouraged about where Michael King is physically. So let's let's keep our fingers crossed that he's okay and that he stays healthy for 2023. So the Yankees did not get a left fielder. Boone said that he hopes that Aaron Hicks will exhibit, quote, that hunger to kind of show the world that, hey, I'm still a guy that can be impactful. Yeah. Now, the Yankees aren't rushing or, you know, feeling like they really want to put Oswaldo Cabrera into left field. I know that I've mentioned him as an option, but they think that he might be a bigger help at other positions. So we may be looking at Aaron Hicks in left field. And if they can get him to play left field and not do what he did in that one game in left field where they had to drag him out because he forgot how to play baseball, that would be great. That'd be great. Also, staying healthy would also be good for Aaron Hicks, along with other outfielders like Giancarlo Stanton, who could also possibly play left field if he stays healthy. Maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of if they stay healthies, which is why when the news about Montas came out, it was just not that unexpected, but still kind of a blow. And then I guess one of the biggest Pieces of news, DJ LeMahieu. because losing him also, I would say King was the biggest loss injury wise on the pitching side and pretty much overall, because he was really one of the best players that the Yankees had last year, but also not having full strength DJ LeMahieu and losing him to injury was also a big blow to the Yankees because the Yankees don't need DJ LeMahieu to hit 25 home runs. They just need him to drive in runs and hit singles, which he's really good at. And when he's healthy, he can do that, and hopefully he can stay healthy. So Aaron Boone said that LeMahieu looks really good, and he's moving really well. The club will continue to monitor LeMahieu, and they remained mindful of the issue that he had. Now, if you don't recall what he had, he had a fractured toe and a damaged ligament that left him unable to participate in the postseason last year. There was a chance that he would have needed surgery during the offseason, but he didn't need it. So, and I mentioned that a few times earlier in the off season, that that worried me that they were kind of like, oh, we'll check in six weeks and see if he needs surgery, because if he had needed surgery, he wouldn't have had it done till after the holidays. So we would not have even seen him today. So thankfully he didn't need that surgery and he's been working out the last couple of days because I've seen videos of him. I've seen videos of judge speaking of judge. Aaron Boone said there's much ado about nothing. He played first base in high school, and we won't have to worry about that for another few years. I mean, eventually he'll be one of those big, giant, man, could you imagine a seven, a seven, six foot seven, 282 dude at first base? He could just stand there with his arm up and catch a line drive or something. Yeah, but that's not going to happen for a while, so you don't have to worry about it. And more about D.J. LeMahieu, Aaron Boone had mentioned that Josh Donaldson is going to be the third baseman. That's what they're envisioning. Donaldson will be third base, Glaber will be second base, and D.J. LeMahieu will be moving around between positions however they need him. So D.J. LeMahieu is going to be the super utility player that they expected him to be in 2019 and not the MVP player that he turned into in 2019. Um... Would I prefer DJ LeMayhew to play third instead of Josh Donaldson? Yes, because a healthy DJ LeMayhew hits a lot better than old man Josh Donaldson. No offense to Josh Donaldson, who's actually, what, 10 years younger than me, and I'm calling him old, but he's baseball old, and he looked baseball old at the plate last season. Sure, he was good defensively, but at the plate, he was a nightmare. So in a moment, I'm going to talk about the videos that I was watching earlier of the guys arriving to camp. Some guys were pretty funny, and others were, well, too serious. You can guess who was too serious. Think of the most intense Yankee, and you know that he walked in with a scowl on his face. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try built. It's winter, although... The weather isn't winter-like, but in the winter, we like wearing long sleeves, we like covering ourselves up, and we eat a little unhealthy because we figure, well, no one's going to see us under all these baggy clothes, and I've got something for you, because if you want to change that and eat healthier, you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so good. You won't even know they're good for you. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like candy bars and they maintain amazing macros. They're only 130 calories. They have four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of fat. And now you don't need to wait for Built Bars because for years we've been telling you, go to built.com and order that way. No, you can walk into Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So one of my favorite things about spring training is just how social media works and you know the yankees instagram page was posting videos of the guys walking to get their physicals (laughs) they were supposed to be at camp at seven o'clock in the morning and as i said earlier in the show michael king was joking that he was three minutes late carlos rodone looked like he brushed his hair with a firecracker (laughs) he literally looked like he slept in his car and then just walked to tampa like walked into steinbrenner field after waking up in his car two seconds before he needed to be there. He just looked, it was, that made me laugh. As I said with Nestor Cortez, no limp. He looked fine. Sevi looked good. Davy Garcia and Luis Heal walked in together. Good to see them. Healthy. And Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole cut his hair. I don't know if I'm happy about that, though. I feel like that might be an issue. Why would you cut your hair? You've had your hair long for a while now. The Yankees have let you get away with that because, you know, you're making $324 million and you should be able to wear your hair however you want it. But why would you cut it? You're a baseball player. Aren't you superstitious about that? I don't know. That It feels weird. But he had a scowl on his face. He he looked so unhappy to be walking into Steinbrenner Field. And I don't know why. I actually took a screenshot of the Yankees' Instagram stories of Cole walking into camp because he just looked miserable. He looked miserable. He looked a little happier when he was working out with Rodone, So that's good. I'm trying to think who was the other. Oh, Clark Schmidt looked very happy to be there. <laughs> and, you know, we'll see the position players checking in soon too, because their first official workouts in a few days and, you know, they'll have to show up the day before for their physicals and everything. But, you know, some of the guys are there early working out, which is also good to see. But it's just so funny that these guys aren't even doing anything. They were just walking in with their paperwork to check in, and everyone was so excited. And I think it actually, it felt weird today, because in New York, it got up over 60 degrees. It was sunny. It doesn't feel like winter. We haven't really had snow at all. You know, we had that one cold spell a couple of weekends ago, but overall... It's basically in the 40s, and the next three days, or today, tomorrow, and the next day are going to be in the 60s. It doesn't feel like winter, and usually when spring training starts, we're stuck here in freezing cold weather, miserable, it's overcast and icky, and when we see the pictures, it's like seeing heaven. (sighs) You see the sun, you see the grass, you see the guys in their shorts and their t-shirts and you're just thinking, "Oh, baseball is so much closer." And it just felt different today. It was cool, but it didn't feel as special. I don't know how to describe it. It just seemed really weird. There was one year my dad went to Florida. Oh, right. It was actually it was actually the winter before he passed away in so early 2014. He called me from St. Augustine, Florida, because he was visiting a friend. He calls me up from the beach, and he starts complaining about how hot it is. And I said to him, are you seriously calling me from Florida and complaining about how cold it is, uh, How hot it is while it's 20 degrees here? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> He's like, no, I know, but it's, oh, I'm dying. It's so hot. And I'm like, oh, okay, calm down. Go in the shade. You'll be fine. It was just funny. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the last winter he spent. He drove down to Florida by himself at 72 years old and drove back up to New York by himself because he was crazy and didn't like flying. And yeah, could you imagine complaining, calling someone from Florida, calling them in New York and complaining that you're too hot? Don't do that. Don't do that. So spring training is here. People are injured, some more seriously than others. People are coming back from injury. Pocota is out for the Yankees. I was actually going to talk about that today, but then the Montas thing happened and I figured, okay, let's talk about pitchers and catchers first. And then we can go into the Pocota projections for 2023. I know that um, I didn't watch it, but David Cone's podcast came out today and he is kind of iffy on the Yankees rotation which I find interesting so I think I want to watch that and see what he has to say because yeah that kind of scares me it's right wouldn't it scare you if David Cohn who knows what he's talking about and who was part of some fun rotations for the Yankees is kind of meh on the rotation for 2023 while we're all praising it yeah that worries me slightly so on tomorrow show we'll probably talk about that and i'll tell you all about the pakoda projections if you don't know what that is it's from baseball prospectus they project the yankees to do really well so we'll see what happens with that so to recap frankie montas might be out for the whole season Aaron Boone envisions a battle, it's short, between IKF, Peraza, Volpe, and Cabrera. I'm just excited to see Peraza and Volpe during spring training. That'll be fun for all of us to just get a glimpse. Well, we already got a glimpse of Peraza, so it'll be fun to get a glimpse of Volpe and see how he does. It'll be cool. And uh, Garrett Cole his usual pleasant self he's just intense it's just intensity and he looked intense when he was checking in for his first day of spring training while Carlos Rodon again looked like he rolled out of his car to head into Steinbrenner field so we're here everyone spring training has officially started we officially we're in it it's no longer the off season I'm so happy about this. I'm also happy that in five days, my new co-host will be joining the show. And things are going to be changing around here. And it's going to be really good. And I'm very excited about this. So we have Yankees baseball to look forward to. We have a revamped Locked On Yankees to look forward to. And it's going to be awesome. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to us on every podcasting platform available You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment. I will put a question underneath this show that I want you to answer so we can converse. It'll be fun. And click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.